Good morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center on the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road. Andy Waddell is off today, so this is a special encore presentation of Over the Garden Fence with Andy Waddell. Hey Dan, how are you? Good, good morning. Um, we live in Plainwell. Yes, sir. We have 10 acres, and our 10 acres is, well, it's woods. Mm-hmm. All right, and the and the wife likes to um, we got a leaf back, mop up the leaves, and put them on the garden for compost. And I think this is hurting the garden. Is are we okay doing that, or are we hurting the garden? Because it seems like you know the the, the growth is always stunted. Mm-hmm. And I and my thought was, well, if leaves were good for the soil. The farmers would be asking for them. <laughs> that's a, you know what, Dan? That's a good point. And so let's start with those leaves. In time, those leaves are going to start breaking down. But I might say to use them um, first time out in the garden. Go ahead and till those over. But maybe on the next group of them, maybe put them in a compost pile. Get them to start working down into breaking down instead of adding all of that into the garden at one time you get that broken down and then you might churn in whether it be compost or other manure or um, even house household clippings that could go in there then you might see after six months or a year those leaves might start working into a more of a compost that could be used now as leaves break down it doesn't matter if it's oak or maple in time they will become acidic and acidic will probably drop your pH in your garden. Leaves don't necessarily have tons of nutritional value, but it is a green item that's going brown. When that happens, when something rots, it actually draws nutrient out of the ground. So that's why we say never put fresh mulch around a tree because fresh ground mulch, Dan, will actually pull nutrients out of the ground. That's why our bag mulch is always old. Cedar mulch has been in a pile for many years. So that's why we say make sure that have some of those leaves composted before they were put on. You know, there is a leaf accelerator that you can actually put on, and we have compost accelerators, Dan, that you can make that big old pile, and you can actually have one spot your wife could work out of that pile and use that accelerator. You'd be surprised how that works, works down and breaks those leaves down along with the other organic matter you put in there and make a nice compost uh, bin out of it. All right. I'll tell her that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for calling. A lot of this show, Tim, for 59 years is actually just trying to get people to have success mm-hmm. and having good luck in their yard. And so we're asking Denny Zellick to join us this morning. Denny, good morning. Hey, good morning, Andy. Thank hey. you so much for having me on. You bet. You bet. And Denny represents Mike's or our company, the Beneficial Mike's, Tim, that uh, we sell at Waddell's that okay. we go ahead and add to a lot of our plantings. And uh, Denny, thanks for joining us. My first question is, Denny, tell me how um, Mike's product got started. I actually heard you tell me one time that the Mike's was started for uh, food production. And can you tell us a little what really Mike's is? Well, let's start with what Mike really is. Uh, Mike is short, or how we've shortened it, for uh, mycorrhizae, which is a beneficial fungus. It's a naturally occurring all-organic organism uh, that colonizes the roots of plants. 
Now, what we do with what we did was we watched certain cultures that actually knew about this and used to use it in their plantings, and this goes back years and years and years, uh, probably back when I was a kid, Andy. Mm-hmm. And wow. we just took what a lot of the indigenous people from around the world knew and turned it in, you know, kind of modernized it a little bit, uh, ramped up the production, and now we can bring that technology to you and your customers. You bet, you bet. And I have, um, I am all sold on it, Denny, because I've seen the results. So could you tell our customers maybe um, and our listeners how do the plants benefit from this? I mean, more more than just adding topsoil to the garden, you know, or putting it in with that azalea, um, with that um, viburnum or spirea or dog with their their planting or raspberry. Okay, basically, what's going to happen is Mike is going to you're going to put it on the root mass of the plant as you're planting it in your yard. The Mike will then start colonizing the roots of the plant and act as extensions to that root. Mm-hmm. So it will run out through your garden or through your planter and pick up the nutrients that your roots from your existing plant, from the plant that you have, can't get at. So basically, we're going to start feeding a heck of a lot smarter. When we get into drought conditions, like we've kind of been experiencing here in Michigan, mm-hmm. Mike is also going to go out and try to find all the moisture that's in the soil that the root can't get at. Brings it back to the plant, feeds the plant, plant kind of likes that, so in turn, it feeds the mite back with starches and sugar, just so they can keep working together and moving along. Yeah, yeah, and I know that even brought me to my next next question. I mean, it actually helps, even though it is definitely building roots in that drought, drought conditions that, that we're coming up to. Am I correct? Absolutely, Andy. Just to give you a, a quick story here, and that, uh, I just got back from Cultivate 16 down in Ohio. So I was at home for about three, four days over the weekend, and it was pretty darn dry. When I got home, all of my plants that have been planted with Mike, which is everything in my yard, still looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is the plants have that ability to pull in. Now, we've seen, so I'll tell you my story, Danny. We, we've seen where we have planted um, plants at a client's summer cottage and then a builder came along and built a deck and accidentally cut the drip irrigation. A client from Chicago calls us and says, hey, that dogwood passed away. You'll have to go ahead and re- replace it. We go out there, and Denny, that root mass was so big, it had been there a good year. Yes, the top had withered, but the plant was coming back because there was the mics had generated so much root. I called the customer from their cottage and said, this plant's totally alive. If we can keep it, we'll just cut the top out and allow that plant just to continue to grow. That mass of roots, you could hardly pull that dogwood out of the ground because of the uh, the extensity that the mics had pulled it out. Uh, which, is, which is ideal because the bigger the root mass, as you know and everybody knows, the uh, better off that the plant has for survivability. And, you know, the larger the feet, the bigger the top growth. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know... Um, uh, we have seen even we're testing it ourselves, Denny, even in our production at our farm because we're seeing such good results. And we're we're putting it on things that might grow a little slower, like oak. We have tried on this year because it sometimes takes a full season or more to uh, to establish rootstock in the uh, in the pot. So that's kind of cool. We're trying to go full turn, not even in the garden, but working it into our production ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
So, Denny, I just wanted to thank you. I think um, uh, if we have a caller, I'd give them a, a small mics to uh, start up a planting if they wanted to give us a call. I'd, I'd give one away at Waddell's. So, Denny, I thank you for joining us. I think some of that is we're trying to educate our client. And, again, with this drought conditions that's going to come on uh, next week, we've seen most of it all in the 90s. That's where that mic really helps out in that um, survivability of that plant. Absolutely, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Can I can I throw in one quick uh, plug for Mike's and for Waddell's, you bet. if you don't mind? Please. I happen to have a, a phenomenal program with you folks at Waddell's that we have to mention, that uh, when you go out and you're ready to replace some of your landscaping, specifically trees and shrubs, mm-hmm. I'd strongly suggest that you get over to Waddell's and look at their great selection of products and ask them for some Mike. What we'll do, because we have an agreement with Waddell's, is we'll take the standard Waddell's one-year warranty mm-hmm. on your trees and shrubs, and we will extend that to five years if you buy the proper amount of mic along with that. And all your Waddell specialists know how to dose it out. Yep, yep. You know, and that's uh, almost relieves the customer just knowing that after one year, it's four more years for that plant to have a warranty with it, and that's how we're sold on the mics for sure and knows that mics can back that up. So we've had very little returns with the mics. Once once we got started on the program, a lot of the returns are on the people that don't use the mics. So, um, Denny, I thank you for the plug. We didn't even uh, Tim. We didn't ask him to uh, put that plug in for no, us. No, we did not. <laughs> Denny, you know me, Andy. I'm just a shameless promoter. <laughs> However, when I find something that works. I will stand behind it. That's right. right. That's right. And I think Waddell's does too. So we appreciate it. And uh, thanks for joining us today, Denny. Well, Andy, thank you very much for having me on. And Kalamazoo and Andy and everybody, have a great day. All right. Take care. And we'll be back with more of this special encore presentation of Over the Garden Fence after this on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. Looking for a way to transform your landscape from dull to delightful? Look no further than Waddell's Garden Center. It's easy to add interest and value to your home by making an eye-catching walkway, patio, tree surround, retaining wall, or grill surround with natural landscape rock from Waddell's Garden Center. And this week, all natural stone varieties at Waddell's are 20% off. For amazing patios and walkways, get 20% off on your choice of seven varieties of flagstone. Add a seating wall on your patio, or put in a cool-looking dry stream bed or an accent in your garden with cobblestones. All cobblestone varieties are 20% off. For the ultimate focal point, get a bubbling urn or a bubbling rock kit. They come with the pump, reservoir, rock, and everything you need to add the relaxing sound of water to your outdoor living area. Waddell's is where you can always come in for advice and help in planning your dream landscape. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Saturdays, 9 to 6, closed Sundays. For over 75 years, your home for Detroit Tigers baseball, 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And Tigers and Twins this afternoon, 145 from Target Field in Minneapolis, and we'll have it for you here on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. 91760 outside in Kalamazoo. Now back to our special encore presentation of Over the Garden Fence. Thank you for having me. I got 38 plus for for box elders. Mm -hmm. Is that it? 38 plus? Is it a powder or liquid? No, it is a a liquid. Now, what I want to do is you're seeing that um, 
box elder bugs, you could use seven indoors or outdoors, the home defense around the outside of the property itself. But box elder can be a real pain. They can harbor like on that sunny spot right now. They really are um, can be a nuisance getting inside and outside the house. You're right. I yeah. got tons of them. Yeah, yeah. I would say around the base of the house, the the home defense in combination really works good. You're going to see that combination. We have them really bad, and maybe it's a lot of it is I got a lot of natural area around me, Steve. But um, if you don't do something, come winter, they find that warmth inside. They will, out of a million of them, a couple are going to sneak inside, and that's when they end up being a pain. I've had that too, but they don't fly much. They kind of stay where they're at. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like those um, the ladybugs that bite um, the European. You know, those those can be a nuisance too. That home defense um, can be sprayed around the outside perimeter and, and take care of a lot. Okay, now it doesn't hurt anything when you spray it, aluminum siding or vinyl or anything? That's what I said earlier. I like to take one little spot in the back corner, spray it first, let it dry 10 minutes, see what you think. I have sprayed it on my white siding and it had no effect whatsoever. So I just like people to test it. Okay. But if if it's if not, go below the siding, go go down at the baseboards or the foundation of the house, go on go on the rock itself. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right, Steve. Good luck. And that that home defense is is separate from this thirty eight plus. Then. Right? Yep. Yep. I like that thirty eight plus in the in the grounds itself, and then the home defense right on the house itself, and right okay. on the right on the border. Okay. Very good. Thank okay. you. All right. Hey, Helen, how are you today? I'm fine. What's going on? Well, my husband is rearranging our backyard, and he has good intentions of putting a perennial garden in by our back fence. Mm-hmm. And he's taken the stuff out of that area. And my question to you would be, what perennials can we transplant at this time in the summertime? And he'll be working on this for the next few weeks, I presume. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and what not to move now? <laughs> Those are good questions, Helen. You know what? For perennials, that look at it this way: has that plant flowered? The energy has gone to the plant. Go ahead and take that plant, dig it up, but cut it at the same time. You know what? You're severing the roots. Why not yes. sever the top? So things that have already put forth flower would still have energy and are starting to wither back. Those could be transplanted, but I would go ahead and make sure summer transplanting, you want to put a little more effort into um, sphagnum peat moss, composted cow manure, mulching them, but I might even use a little root starter on them. They'll get established faster, and then they won't have as much transplant shock. Items that you, maybe Helen, wouldn't want to do are things that are just about to bloom, like lobelia, um, uh is lobelia a, a perennial? Lobelia is a perennial. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. There's a burgundy leaf per, uh, lobelia that flowers later in the summer. And it, let's see, like anemone might be one that is just about to flower. And um, say peonies might be really green right now, Helen. It might might not have enough energy into that plant to uh, uh, put forth. Whereas if he's working on it in a couple weeks, just like you said, why not start on things like iris? You know they've already come and gone. P- uh, poppies, they have already come and gone. Um, some of your salvias and um, even some of your 
like ladies mantle and some sedums could all be moved. Things that have already flowered might be more opportunists where like hollyhocks I'd hold off on. And, and then as things weather and the brown starts coming on some of the plant, you know that energy is going back into the roots. Have him move those then. Um, Why not? When, when can he do the hollyhocks? Hollyhocks, I'd probably wait till they're either fully... Um, like in the fall? I would, or I'd even do it in the springtime. You know when that hollyhock starts getting really nasty? I cut it back about 15th of October. You know, you could move it very easy then, or, oh. when, or, or when it pops up in the springtime. Now, what about heliopsis? They have... <laughs> my husband took the plants out and put them in water. Yep. You know, some of these things. And um, those... Uh, Heliopsis have blossomed, actually, sitting in the water. But see, Helen, on some of that, um, he's doing the right thing, just providing that moisture to that plant. You might save some of the flower, and when you get it back in the ground, if it withers, go ahead and prune it. It's a perennial. It'll probably come back. You might see some of the mother plant die off, but some of the side shoots will probably come back from it. Okay. Okay. And what about um, uh, hibiscus? Um, that's sitting in water also. <laughs> boy, that just got dug up. Yeah, yeah. You could transplant that. I mean, that has not set its flower yet. And right. um, some of those got really big, though. I totally understand. Um, some of those get a real good size to them. But I might not split that much. Um, that hibiscus has got uh, pretty big canes coming out of it right now. Am I correct? Um, I guess I would say that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if you're putting it back in, just make sure it gets mulched well and uh, don't don't forget about it. <laughs> you know, because it hasn't, that hasn't flowered yet, I don't think. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a couple weeks away still. So, but uh, you got a good start and where you, where you get holes, you can always buy, you know, a perennial here or there that you got to fill in on those spots. Right. But think, yeah. think of the items that have already spent flower. Go ahead and do a shearing on those and then uh, pull them out of the ground. Transplant them and get in the new area. You can always, Helen design it yourself and then as like you said as that hollyhocks get spent you could always have a nice silver or nice wooden tag right there that says that's where it's going to go this fall okay so all right you got well, a you got a project yes it's a very big project <laughs> i hope he can see it through nice well if you need any ideas take a couple snapshots we can help you out at the store thank you very much all right good luck hey linda how are you today can i be of help yes um you were talking about uh, shrubs, mm-hmm. like the Black Hill spruce and that, mm-hmm. and we have um, our property that was farmland is now being developed for a school, but we have a good five acres, mm-hmm. and we've noticed a lot of the wildlife is now coming into our enclosed yard, and I'm just wondering if there's if the spruce would work along our fence line back there to kind of keep the well, not to keep the animals out because we like to watch them, but if they would be good for, like, putting as a barrier between mm-hmm. the school and our yard. And, Linda, I would say yes right away. My reasoning okay. is, um, if and I like my other plants that I'm about to tell you, okay? Mm-hmm. So pine, love it. White pine is one of my favorites, our state tree. But
But mm-hmm. Linda, it can burn burn fairly good if you are out in the wind. And number mm-hmm. two, you are describing where you almost could use a barrier with that school someday. And right. so Black Hill spruce is actually a little thicker than pine, and it has way less disease problems than sometimes Austrian or Scotch pine do. So it's thick in the winter, and it won't burn like on that west exposure. Sometimes you have that mm-hmm. winter scald. Black Hill spruce yeah. is very and good for that. this will be totally out, you know, like in a hayfield. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, we grow those wide open at our farm, just like you said, in an open mm-hmm. hay field, and they do great. That, and how big do they get? They're probably in that 30. Uh, my my average is probably in that 25 to 50 range. It's an average <laughs> size spruce. It's a it's a plant that's going to take a little little longer than Norway mm-hmm. and white pine. Norway spruce and white pine are very fast growers. These Linda will probably put that 6 to 12 inches of growth out a year. That or Serbian spruce, both of those are very nice spruce that can tolerate that exposure. Okay, great. So when you're, when you're doing it, Linda, then give it a fighting chance. Plant mm-hmm. them with some sphagnum peat moss to hold that moisture in. We've been mm-hmm. very dry. Plant them with composted cow manure, and we can show you how. And then there's a, a beneficial mics that you can put on. And it'll okay. st- stimulate those Black Hill spruce roots to get them settled and rooted in. The last thing you okay. want is to plant out on a fence row and then lose one. Right. Third thing right. is maybe to, it, I know it's a long ways away, place little moats around them. That, so when even with a tractor, with water, or somewhere, you can make sure those plants are getting getting moisture when they, uh, when they do get water and not a runoff. Okay. Okay. And then I have one other question for you. Please. Um, we are trying to grow our tomatoes in pots this year because we've had so many problems last year. All of ours got diseased and we didn't get any fruit off of them. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying pots this year, but they've gotten so big on top. We were going to um, put like cages, big cages around them and kind of semi-sit them in the dirt, like yep. the bottom of it. Yep. And then put the big cages around them. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would work? It would. It would. The okay. bigger the pot... You got to figure a tomato is a succulent. And so as much room as you give it, it will fill that whole size. So how big is your pot, Linda? 12 inches across? 15? At least, yeah. They're pretty big. We bought them from one of the um, places like Winkies and that, and they had them in huge pots. No problem. So the quicker you could probably set them in the the ground halfway in and halfway out, Mm -hmm. you're going to probably get less splash. Mm-hmm. with them in the pots rather than watering them on the ground. Number two, being raised, um, mm-hmm. they're going to dry out a little faster. So when you sink them in the ground, that soil probably will stay a little cooler. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I was wondering. I'd say that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a great idea. You can set yeah. your, your cages around in the soil then rather than mm-hmm. in the pot so they don't right. tip over. And, yeah, that would be a mm-hmm. good idea. Okay. All right. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Linda, All for right. the call. We'll have more of this special encore presentation of Over the Garden Fence next on WKZO. Did you know that June is National Rose Month? June is the perfect time to celebrate roses, since most of them are in full bloom right now. Growing gorgeous roses is easier than you think, with help from the knowledgeable staff at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's is known for its beautiful, top-quality rose bushes. There are more than 100 varieties in all your favorite colors, fragrances, and growth habits. And this week, they're all 20% off. Come stroll through the rose beds to choose the rose bushes that would look best in your landscape. Shrub rose bushes are known for their continuous blooms and disease resistance. Check out the new Sunshine Happy Trails Rose. This ground cover yellow blooming beauty is vigorous and easy to grow. 
for a beautiful wall or fence full of flowers, get perfume breeze and enjoy loads of soft pink fragrant blooms. Stop in to visit with the rose experts at Waddell's and save 20% on all rose bushes now through next Wednesday on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. 62 in Kalamazoo at 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Now back to more of our encore presentation of Over the Garden Fence with Andy Waddell. Hey, Paul. Yes, good morning. Uh, I heard you talking about varmints earlier that <laughs> are coming around the yards. Yes, sir. I wondered if you've dealt with skunks. Yes, we have. I've had, uh, my son has a nice fenced-in yard and everything, and uh, he was watching my dog, and he got sprayed. Oh. And then just two nights ago, his dog got sprayed. Yeah. And so is there anything on the market out there that uh, for I guess it just makes them believe, you know. Yeah. Well, they don't like the predators, and they know they're going to be chased by fox or coyote. And so those okay. those urines we actually sell at the store. They're in a shaker or in a bottle that can be dispersed. And what you want to do, Paul, is probably make that barrier for your son around that fence row. Create a spot where the, the coon or the skunk might go side to side and realize the there is a barrier around the yard of this. It works actually very good because we've we've had problems with deer really bad at our farm where we're growing and we've used these uh, predator controls and done a very nice job with them well very good then uh yeah it's it's much got to be much better than uh getting the peroxide out and everything out and cleaning the dogs up oh my oh my and it is not easy to trap a skunk <laughs> because if you trap it paul what do you, what do you do with it you know and so right. and i'm not trying to be mean to animal lovers but now you have a very mad animal that's very smelly inside a trap that you need to get out of and so yes. um that's why it's easier to get them pushed away into the into the natural surrounding and get them out of get them out of the yards that way well the problem is this is right in the middle of a uh, kalamazoo nice residential section yeah yeah, and so they they um, I was going off Oakland Drive, off Chevy Chase, trying to get to Westnage Hill, and I ran into a huge buck just just three nights oh. ago with huge antlers just walking across somebody somebody's yard. And so Paul, they are all over Kalamazoo. The little you know they don't have any place to go. So pushing them out with those repellents is the best thing I can say. Okay, thank you very much. You bet. You bet, Paul. Thanks for the call. Hey, Mary. Good morning, Mr. Waddell. I have two quick questions. Please. Uh, the first one is my pepper plants are prematurely dropping the peppers. Yep. And secondly, my zucchini and summer squash blossoms on them, um, but I'm not getting the fruit. Okay. So pepper and tomato right now, there's something called blossom set. And when you have that much moisture, then you have that much heat. The flower can't set its fruit before it falls off in the heat. So you get 90 plus degree days. The flower comes on plenty of moisture. You're doing everything right, but it can't set its flower or set its fruit. Excuse me, Mary, before it falls. So blossom set is just a little spray that you can actually do tomatoes and peppers or probably second or third crop, just like zucchini and squash. First set of flowers sometimes are immature. Now, have you seen 
many sets, Mary, come on uh, of that zucchini? Um, or are you just getting the first set of flowers? Because sometimes, like, I've I've seen, too, where you've gotten good squash in the first set and they just kind of fall away. But probably in another couple of weeks, they should set up. Um, I've got a couple plants where I've gotten a few zucchinis off it, but um, the majority of them have got the blossoms, but they're they're not getting any you know fruit. And then on the peppers, the peppers are coming on. The pepper plants themselves are very short. Um, in fact, if I stack two peppers on top of each other, they'd be the size of the plant. Oh my! Okay. And, but there, some of the new peppers that are coming on are starting to drop, and I did put the straw around the plant mm-hmm. um, for moisture to keep the, the, you know, the dirt from splashing up. But I'm still getting some yellow leaves. I'm picking those off. So, Mary, I might think that um, lifting one of those peppers might give you a little idea. Um, if it's only that small of a pepper, it has not grasped. I don't think that height of plant is going to be able to produce a good pepper in order for it to hold on to. If you're saying you're only stacking two peppers and it's under one foot tall, you got to get some vigor into that plant. So can can we get it encouraged? We still got a couple good months here. Can we get a little food on that plant? And maybe we could get a little compost underneath it. You could probably lift one of those, Mary, and not hurt it. I'm not saying yank it out but take a pretty good scoop out and lift it up is that being um is there something being eaten around the base of that if you're getting um uh you could do a fertile broad spectrum which is good for tomato and good for pepper a lot of times it's the heat and the moisture so you'll get a little fungus that a lot of times that pepper will fall away and maybe have a, a contorted look or a, a lesion on it sometimes that uh, makes it fall away from that point. Is the zucchini at a point where it's consistent watering, sometimes drying out and then getting moisture in it? Um, infrequent watering sometimes will have that effect also on flower. Right. And we are watering every couple days um, in the area that the zucchini are in are kind of in a clay soil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but I am trying to water every, you know, two, three days to keep it, you know, so it doesn't totally dry out. So the Fertilone Broad Spectrum, it is a spray, but it is something that um, is safe up to a couple days of harvest easy for us to put on and i'm sure if you're having pepper problems with dropping of leaves um, chances are that plant has gone into stress whether it is too moist maybe lifting some of that straw away do i have uh, some crown rot or stem rot from uh, moisture around the plant lifted up mary maybe on one of them Um, you could always do a little uh, root and bloom which is great for late summer feeding it's a nine 59.8, I think is the formula. It's very high for your middle number, so it encourages a lot of flower this time of year and not much top growth. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. There's a couple good ideas for your remedies. All righty. Thank you. Yeah, good luck in the garden. Thanks, Mary. Hey, Ray, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. How can I be of help? Well, I've got a couple of rhubarb plants that are getting really large, and I've heard that when they get large like that, you should you should separate the roots and replant them. You is, got is it. That, when should I do that? Spring or fall? Or yep, nope, fall is good. Actually, in the next uh, in the next month. Now, is that foliage ray? Has that kind of starting to wither back and brown on the edges? Yes. Good. 
as the main stem? Did you let it flower, or did you cut the flower stalk off? I've tried to cut the flowers off. Good, good man. Okay, so you're already ahead, because sometimes the flower, um, there's so much energy that goes in that huge stalk sometimes. So if you've got good foliage, it is kind of, uh, you're not going to hurt it, but put that spade right down the middle, Ray, and dig that thing up, and it splits way better than like a, um, a ornamental grass. Go ahead and cut it, and it does very similar to iris. They like good drainage. They like compost. They just don't like it around their stem also. Cow manure is what we don't suggest on rhubarb. So when you're setting it back in, peat um, good for good drainage. Sand, you can take usually one or two eyes, Ray, or two or three eyes if you want good crop for next year. And you might find that maybe that center stalk has five or six or six or seven eyes. Um, I have some rhubarb from the last homeowner that, you know, it's quite large, and we split it up a couple years ago, and it seems to be doing real well. Mm-hmm. I'm Fol- not sure what you mean by eyes. What do those look like? Okay. They are just the the buds that are coming out of the ground where those flower um, or the leaves originate. So once you dig it up, you'll see where those roots are attached to the, the base of the ground, and you'll see where those uh, origination leaves come from, and that's where you want to keep some of those group together mm-hmm. um make the the cutting not so small that you won't have a crop next year leave two or three nice good roots in the in one clump as you're resetting them in the ground mm-hmm. okay? okay they don't like competition so maybe now's the time to dissect them too get out the crabgrass quack grass and all the bluegrass or anything that's growing around them and when they're set back down in little bone meal little sand little compost would do it world of good Okay. All right. I'll try that. Okay. Thanks a lot. You bet. All right. Thank you. And more of this special encore presentation of Over the Garden Fence is next on WKZO. Would you like to do something green for the environment? Planting trees and plants from Woodell's Nursery Floors and Garden Center is the original green thing to do. When you get your green goods from Woodell's, you can be assured of top quality. They've been grown in their own nursery right here in Michigan. There are more than 135 varieties of shade and flowering trees, 200 varieties of flowering shrubs, 60 varieties of evergreens, and 500 varieties of perennials to choose from. And if you're running short on time, Woodell's can help with that too. Come to Woodell's to set up a time for your trees to be planted, a patio to be installed, rain drip irrigation, shrubs, or perennials. Woodell's Professionals can help you with everything from designing a garden to putting the finishing touches of mulch on your new landscape. Improve the environment and increase the beauty of your home with help from Woodell's. Greening Southwest Michigan for 77 years, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. Sunshine in the 80s this afternoon, 63 right now at WKZO as we get back to our special encore presentation of Over the Garden Fence. Good morning. Uh, I'm curious. I had my beans have been crushed. Um, They've got rolled over by deer or dogs. I'm curious what I can do to save them. Well, the famous uh, deer crushing, uh, they probably trampled them late last evening. So I might take either uh, wire and bamboo stakes and run them rob right along that uh bean patch maybe try to lift them up kind of fold them over a little bit and maybe uh a little stretch tie we have stretch tie rob that is not going to choke the bean 
and it is made out of Velcro. So you can kind of Velcro up to one little uh, strip of wire that you can run in between two little bamboo poles. So you think the think it's something you can save? I I, I hope so. I'm gonna I try hope it so. This morning. Yeah, yeah. You better. You better. Better save those beans, right. buddy. Good, All right. Good, I, good I, luck. I love you, Rob. Make sure you get the beans out of there or uh, the deer out of there. Fence them in or get something that will uh, take care of those deer or the rabbits. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll wrap things up next on WKZO. Gorgeous landscape plans to decorate your outdoor living area are in stock at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's is where you'll enjoy browsing the nursery and greenhouses full of beautiful bloomers. To add a tropical feel to your landscape, get canna lilies. Canna lily plants are on sale for just $10.77 and are blooming in your choice of orange, red, and yellow. A nice focal point for gardens and containers is elephant ears. Elephant ear plants are on sale for $11.99. You save $3 each. Check out the fresh shipment of large flowering annuals in one-gallon pots, ready to brighten decks, containers, and gardens, including bright-colored petunias, vinca, marigolds, zinnias, and concolias for both sunny and shady spots. Need some color for a shady area? Some flowers to cut for bouquets? How about something that's short for a border? Need some ideas? Come wander through the blooms and visit with the plant professionals at Woodell's on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. 